Hello, my name's Gary. This is episode 44 of EV Musings, a podcast about electric vehicles and things that are interesting to electric vehicle owners. On today's show, we'll be talking about most EV drivers' example of a complete nightmare. What happens when your car runs out of charge completely? Before we get started, I wanted to ask you if you'd seen the latest figures for vehicle sales in the UK. Year-to-date sales are down in every sector apart from battery electric vehicles. Month-to-date, i.e. for the month of April, the market for petrol vehicles is down 95%, but for battery electric vehicles it's down just 9%. Obviously the new rules for the UK benefit in-kind tax rates are helping this, but it's still a good thing to see. Our feature topic today is what happens when you run out of charge. Nobody likes to run out of charge, it's just the same as nobody likes to run out of fossil fuels. Unfortunately, it happens. Not as often in EVs as it does in fossil fuel vehicles, thousands every day in the UK alone, but it does still happen. And in this episode, we'll look at why it happens, how to reduce the risk, and what happens when your EV can no longer push itself along the road. What do you do? Why do EVs run out of charge? Well, the short answer to this question is easy. You went too far without charging up. The longer answer is more nuanced. The reason is that all EVs have a meter on the dashboard somewhere showing you what charge is left in the battery along with a guess of the remaining miles that you can travel on that charge. When the charge hits a certain level in the battery, the vehicle will warn you that you're running low and it will recommend you stop somewhere and plug in. So if this is the case, why do people still end up running out? There's usually a combination of a couple of reasons that cause this. The first one is an inaccurate GOM or guessometer. Some GOMs are notoriously inaccurate, especially when it comes to low states of charge. I've heard of GOMs that have gone from having 10 miles on them down to about 4 miles in a matter of 2 or 3 minutes. Now, that's obviously not good. The second reason is a change in road conditions. If you're running low on charge and you end up having to negotiate a large hill, especially in something with a smallish battery, you'll find that the range will decrease rapidly. Anecdotally, I know of a 40 kilowatt hour Nissan Leaf that used almost 50% of its range climbing up one of the Brecon beacons in a headwind, a horizontal distance of around 15 miles. And the third reason is detours or charges not available. This is by far the one that catches most people out. Imagine the scenario, you're heading to a charger. Your planning tells you you'll get there with something like 12% left in your battery. But then the road you need to use to go to that charger is blocked. There's a detour in place, but it will add an additional five or six miles onto your journey. Not only that, but the detour routes you up a steep hill. It's very, very easy to then find yourself running out of charge very quickly. The other situation where this occurs is when you've set to arrive at a charge with a low state of charge, but when you get there, you find the charger's not working, or you can't use it because the connector for your car isn't working looking at you ecotricity by the time you get to your alternate charger you do have an alternate charger right you may be very low on charge so what happens when you actually run out of charge well running out of charge is usually a multi-stage process as i mentioned earlier the first stage is when the vehicle warns you that your charge is low and recommends you find a charger and plug in Different cars have this message appear at different states of charge. For me, in the 30 kilowatt hour sole, it happens at 25% state of charge and every few percent after that. The i3 does an interesting thing where it makes the dashboard display change colour. 
Simon Rowe called it brown mode because that's what colour the display turns. It's meant as a visual reminder that you're running low on charge. If you continue to ignore the warning, the vehicle will go eventually into turtle mode. This is a mode where all unnecessary drain on the battery is reduced, and this means the heating and the air conditioning is turned off to preserve range. The maximum speed of the car is also limited to something around 30 miles an hour. If you still don't find somewhere to charge, the battery will reach a point at which it will no longer be able to propel the vehicle forward. At this point, the car will stop. There were stories going around in the press recently that when EVs run out of charge, they simply come to a sudden stop in the middle of the road, and this would be dangerous and cause accidents, especially if you're on the motorway. As with a lot of things in the press regarding EVs, this is not quite accurate. If your car finally stops moving, you simply drop it into neutral, coast over to the hard shoulder or off at the next junction if possible. If you're on the motorway and you've been doing 30 miles an hour, you should be in the lane closest to the hard shoulder anyway. But what do you do then? Well, pretty much the same thing you do if you've run out of fossil fuels. You can either call the recovery service, you know, the AA, RAC, green flag in the UK, or you call the service that came with the vehicle for recovery. I believe Companies like Nissan provide a recovery service called Nissan EV Roadside Assistance in Europe and the UK, which will get you back on the road if you run out of charge. When the service comes, they'll do one of two things. Some emergency recovery services now have a charger built into their vans. They will connect your car to their charger and boost some electrons into your battery. And the theory is that this will be enough to get you to the nearest charger. Other services will load you onto a flatbed lorry and transport you to the nearest charger. But here's where the issue can arise. The nearest charger might not be a rapid DC charger. It might be a 7 kilowatt fast charger. You will then need to sit there for potentially a couple of hours waiting for the charge to build to the point where you can drive to the nearest rapid charger and continue topping up. This means that running out of charge can take up several hours to remedy once you've added the length of time waiting for the rescue service, the length of time loading the vehicle onto the flatbed and travelling to the nearest charger and the length of time waiting for a charge to get to a reasonable distance on your battery. Beware. Is running out of charge dangerous for the car? No. And yes. If you let the battery run down to the point where the vehicle stops running, this should have virtually no impact on the battery or the rest of the vehicle. The battery management system in the car should manage the health of the battery and ensure that no permanent damage occurs. Most EV batteries have a buffer built into them, which will keep some charge at the low end to ensure your battery does not go completely flat. However, if the battery is old and the buffer is lower than it might be, there is a potential for damage to occur if the battery is discharged to empty on a regular basis. My experience, however, is that once you've run the battery down to the point where the car stops, once, you'll tend to not do that again and use it as a learning experience. Running the car down to brown mode or turtle mode regularly, it shouldn't really be an issue. I remember Jonathan Porterfield from EcoCars would run his Nissan Leafs down to turtle mode quite regularly when transporting them from southern England up to Orkney or other points in Scotland. He was familiar with the vehicles, he knew the limitations, and he had no hesitation running them low to maximise the usable range and reduce the number of charges he had to make heading north. He never caused an issue, and he became quite adept at timing them to hit turtle mode just as he crawled into the service, the motorway service station slip road. The nearest I've come to running out of battery was a late night run coming back from Hitchin in Hertfordshire. I charged the car to 80% and I knew I'd arrive home with about 10 or 12 miles on the gone. However, when I hit the M25 at some time around midnight, I found the slip road to get onto my junction was closed and the detour took me on in the opposite direction for a number of miles to a previous junction. 
I then had to come back along the M25 where I was allowed to continue on my way. Some additional roadworks, a further detour and some wet weather meant I arrived home with a system in turtle mode. The gun went to all dashes, indicating the remaining range was unknown, and the car limped home at around 2.30 in the morning with barely any charge. Of course, once I was home, I plugged in and the problem was over, but it just showed that a simple detour of a few miles back up the motorway compounded a problem I didn't know I had until it was almost too late. My advice for everyone is to take time out at some point, especially when you're at a low state of charge, and keep running your car until it hits turtle mode. This will ensure you know what sort of range is left on the gun when turtle mode engages. It'll also allow you to see how much further you can drive after that before the real issues start. All this will increase your confidence in the battery and the car in general. Obviously, don't do this unless you're in close proximity to a charger for when the car reduces power. If you search on YouTube, there are numerous examples of people doing this. Bobby Llewellyn and Bjorn Island are two typical examples. So once again this week, I went out to Twitter to ask for stories of people who ran out of charge in their EVs. Unsurprisingly, there weren't that many. User Andrew Till responded with the time he tried to use the high-powered ionity chargers in Maidstone. He deliberately ran his car down to a low state of charge to take advantage of the high-speed charging capabilities and headed off to the chargers. On the motorway, the range was looking low, but I thought, well, that's fine. I'm almost at services. Uh, it was at this point that everything went a bit wrong. By the time I saw the exit sign, I panicked because I was going too fast and I couldn't make the turning. And to make matters worse, the range suddenly dropped and I, uh, got the tur- I got the turtle logo. And that's the point the car starts to limit your speed down to, I think it's 50 miles an hour. So it's just dangerous, obviously, to be doing such slow speeds on the motorway. Uh, so I pulled over to the hard shoulder and called the recovery company. They came uh, one hour, 42 minutes later. Uh, they didn't want to drive me to Ionity because uh, they would only take me to the nearest charger. And annoyingly, that wasn't a rapid. It was a 22 kilowatt charger car one. And I charged for an hour and I got to 13% battery and then drove home. Oh, and then I went back to Ionity the next day to try and do the charge test again, uh, but the charges weren't working. So it uh, was an epic fail all around. Just to clarify, even though Andrew was taken to a 22 kilowatt charger, his onboard charger in the vehicle maxed out at 7 kilowatts, which is why he only had 13% charge after being there for an hour. To summarise, running out of charge is a rare event for EV owners. When you do run out of charge, it's usually a combination of factors outside your control that cause it. Just remember, it's nothing to be ashamed about. Own it, just like Andrew did. It's time for a cool EV or renewable thing to share with you listeners. This week, we're looking at battery recycling. Helen Chersky from the Fully Charged Show recently visited a German battery recycling company to look at what they do and what the issues are. The video itself is 22 minutes long and it's a fascinating look at the whole process of taking old or used batteries and extracting everything that can be reused. Couple of things I learned. Number one, batteries at the moment are a maximum of about 85% recyclable. The bits that can't be recycled are the graphite and the plastic, although that is changing. Number two, uh, this company actually uses the power and energy stored in the batteries to physically offset some of the energy needed for recycling them. When they arrive at the factory, they're drained and the power in the batteries is sent to the grid and they then use that power again in the recycling process. Number three, They actually start by crushing the batteries in a nitrogen-rich environment which manages any potential fires that that can be created due to the liquid being used in the electrolyte. Overall, this was a fascinating look at battery recycling and something which will become increasingly important as batteries start to take over more and more of the grid. 
And that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you want to contact me, I'm the real Gary C on Twitter or use the EV Musings Twitter account, Musings EV. If you're wanting a quick reference ebook to read on your Kindle, I wrote a little something called So You've Gone Electric. It's available on Amazon Worldwide for the measly sum of 99p or equivalent, and it's a great little introduction to living with an electric car. Links for everything I've talked about in the podcast today are in the description. We've also launched a companion podcast, EV Musings Redux. This has some additional bits and pieces related to the episodes we cut out, including full versions of interviews and audio, as well as behind-the-scenes bits and things we decided not to put in the podcast. Search EV Musings Redux wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. It's available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review as it helps raise our visibility and extend our reach in search engines. Thanks, as always, to my co-founder, Simon. You know, I often wondered if trying to skateboard, film and talk at the same time causes problems, especially when negotiation type turns on the board. He told me that's one reason he falls off so much. By the time I saw the exit sign, I panicked because I was going too fast and I couldn't make the turning. Thanks for listening. Bye.